Can you imagine telling someone that? You're just like, learn how to go down on me properly or get the fuck out of my house. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, dear listeners. It's a lot of dears. That is, that is quite a few dears. It's one too many dears in a sentence, but welcome. So we thought today we would do something a little different and... I don't know how to even describe what we're doing today. We're pretty much answering the questions that are not caller call in questions. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Like just general questions people have about relationships. Yeah. When I said, like, give us your relationship questions, I was expecting like, oh, my boyfriend does this thing. And, you know, what should I do? Like more scenario based questions. But then I ended up getting like 90 percent. What are your thoughts on insert broad topic. Right. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of specific questions. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for really specific things like Me my too. my boyfriend shit the bed in the morning, <laughs> like is that going to be can I ever forget that? Yeah. Is that ever going <laughs> to be something I can erase from my memory? Yeah. We have gotten a few questions that were like specific scenario questions, but the vast majority are General, these. yeah. Yeah. General questions about our opinion. Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, those that's unfortunate. Those will just sort of never go answered, but then I was like, wait a minute. There's no rules here. Yeah. But that's not to say that we shouldn't encourage these people to give us more specifics. I want more specifics. Yes. In general, we want way more specifics. And that's why I was sort of hesitant to answer many of these because I know Andy. We've already done, you know, a caller answer session and... Andy has a lot of questions. I generally have a lot of questions. We want specificity. So, yes, we will answer these, but, but... Reluctantly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to start off the episode. Reluctant answering of general, broad, unspecific questions that we don't care about. Yeah, yeah. Off to a great start. Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm psyched. (laughs) So do you want me to just throw them at you? And and we're pretty much just going to answer however many it takes to reach an hour. Maybe it'll be two. Maybe it'll be ten. We'll see. Yeah, just let's let's get it going. What do you got? What do you got over there? All right. So first question is from... Do you think I should use names? Do you think people want... They probably don't want their names. It's first name? Let's say... Okay, I'll do first initial. Just do the first name. There's a billion of the every first name in the world. No one's going to know it. Okay. Name. Okay, I this mean, is... <laughs> unless their question is incredibly specific. Yeah. Like on the night of Monday, the August 13th, I was standing on the corner of... <laughs> It's just say that, sounds, that, that sounds like a Craigslist missed connection. Yeah. yeah. I think we're good. I have an I embarrassing confession just, before we even start. I name. used to totally yeah. go and read those. Not not because I was looking for one or intended Didn't to you put, almost have a Craigslist misconnection situation? Like you almost met the person? Or was that someone else? I think you're confusing me with an ex-girlfriend again. Yeah, I do this a lot. <laughs> Andy does actually do this all the time. And he's lucky I am not more... Uh, I don't know, annoyed by yeah, this. You're really laid back about it. I do it like pretty much like once every two weeks. <laughs> you truly do. You're like, all the time remember that time we blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that wasn't me. <laughs> but when you have as rich a history as you have, I guess it's bound to happen. Yeah, I've had a lot of a lot of history. You have a lot of memories without you. <laughs> OK, so I'll just do first name and maybe we'll decide to bleep it out. I'm not sure. OK, so this is from Dana. I value my financial independence, but also want to have a strong and healthy financial partnership with my future husband. What advice do you have on finance in terms of maintaining your own independence or not when you get married? 
and prenups, yes or no? I, I you know, I, I hate, this is such an annoying answer to this question, I feel like, but I really think it's case by case. Do you it agree? is case by case. Yeah. But a prenup, I mean, this is a thing. If you have an enormous amount of wealth and the other person has pretty much close to nothing. Yeah. I would say that it's probably smart, but my romantic you know, sort of maybe juvenile take on this is that if you're getting married, your bond should be strong enough that you should never have to think about that. And as a matter of fact, it should sit there as a warning. You should actually have it's like a self-destruct <laughs> mechanism. It's like, I'm going into this and I know that if I screw this up or if I back out, I am wrecked. <laughs> Horrible way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, but you should know that because you should not get married unless you are one hundred percent sure and you've thought I mean, it I, through. Okay, actually, I see the point you're getting at, and I don't think you're wrong. Like, I do think that the prenup is sort of, it's kind of this like escape button in a way. Not, not of course, it's not, but you know, it is. It it adds less gravity. But I, it's what's interesting about this question in particular is I think it, we are sort of a, this shows the way in which we are a, a bit, um, I don't want to say hypocritical, but maybe a bit of an oxymoron because you and I are both extremely pragmatic, like mm-hmm. possibly to a fault. To a fault. Yeah. But we're also like really like, ha ha la la, like in love to the point where when we got married, for anyone wondering, we did not, we didn't even talk about a prenup. I, I think that money is the biggest source of conflict in most relationships. Yes. Um, and therefore, I think that you should try to eliminate money from the equation of marriage as much as humanly possible. And I totally understand the feeling of somebody who has massive amounts of wealth, the insecurity of marriage, mm-hmm. obviously, is it's very scary. But as I said, don't get married. If you're, if you're not sure, be comfortable with dying single. Because <laughs> if you're signing a prenup, chances are there's a tiny crack in that relationship. And I'll, I'll just, for, as an example... I have one friend I know of who signed a prenup and he is now divorced. Two years in. Don't don't say his name. I actually don't know who you're uh, I mean, you probably do. But it doesn't matter. Don't think about oh, it. Oh, I didn't. Oh. Don't say it. Don't say I'm it. I'm not going to, but that's interesting. I did not know that they did that. Yes. He's the only person I know who signed a prenup and it is kaput. He was, so he was right to. Yes, but the, the signing it, but of the prenup may have married. been a, a, you know, a, like a the, uh, what's the expression the canary yeah, in the coal mine a, the canary in the coal mine or a or a um, uh, prophecy or what's the uh, uh, the uh, uh, <laughs> one of the joys of podcasts is we can just insert it after yeah exactly <laughs> just like write it or in like with, dub it over like, um, <laughs> that's interesting I I don't disagree with you on that and I think <sighs> it it is a kind of extreme like you're we're basically saying you have to be so fucking confident that you're like, we're never getting divorced. And let's be honest, the divorce rate's like 50%, and no one goes into it thinking they're going to get divorced. Right. But again, like, and I stress this, I waited to the last second. I stress that marriage is not a thing you have to do. Marriage is a choice, and it's a choice that must be made with extreme 
precision and care. <laughs> yeah. And if you are even 1% not sure about the person you're getting married to, don't do it. If you have to sign a prenup, I'm not saying, I'm sure like, you know, probably most marriages that sign a prenup probably don't get divorced. Probably optimistic. It's probably not true. Probably most of them get <laughs> You're divorced. Out of probably ninety percent right <laughs> of them get divorced. No, I mean if the divorce rate is like fifty percent, I would assume a pre the 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 subsection of people who've signed a prenup is higher than fifty percent. That's just my guess. I just feel like our take on this is a little skewed by the fact that it was never even a serious discussion because we were so disgustingly confident. I don't know, so maybe one day we'll be like, ah, <laughs> if we get divorced, but I really. Un- when you find that, uh, that I'm actually like $20 million in debt and that's all <laughs> I leave you. <laughs> Otherwise I would have signed a prenup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. And true. so, oh, how about the financial independence part? I think we're pretty financially independent. You mean e- each of us? Yeah, like we, ha- we make yeah. our own money, we spend our own money and we have a joint account for things that we do together. Right. I have friends who like have a joint account and they, everything goes into the joint account and everything comes out of the joint account. That's not how we are, but that's, I feel like that's just sort of how it. It's pretty close. It it works out that way. It more or less works out that way for us. And I, I think it just sort of happened that way. Like the cookie kind of crumbled that way. It wasn't like we sat down and we were like, okay, let's talk about our finances before. No, no, no. I think it's also it's important. like to marriage again, you have to show your commitment, like to have like separate accounts and everyone's keeping track of what everyone's spending. It goes against the whole, you're a team. You're like a unit. Yes. That is so well put. That is very well put. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) No, but it's true. Like when I get a contract that I'm considering or I don't know, an Instagram campaign or, you know, there's Andy is probably responsible for a a lot of my negotiation. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. He he calls himself my. You're Jew manager. (laughs) Yes. I don't want to say it. But yeah, I can say that. Yeah. My Jew manager. Um, Jew manager. Yes. But you it's because it's coming to the same oh, eventual yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, what 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 feeds you feeds me. <laughs> yeah. But I also want you to be properly compensated because Charlene is extremely Canadian. Charlene would st- I don't want to get into details, but had it not been for my uh, Semitic help, <laughs> she would be making uh, a lot less, a than lot I less probably, money, yeah. but it's not, that's not the point. The point is that she's a it's lovely, also, but I think it's also person, a function though of being, you know, as Canadian. being a singer, it's, it's partly Canadian for sure. It's a lot of Canadian. Yeah. But also, you know, as a singer, you, the, the business of singing opera sort of breeds this low self-worth feeling i don't know how else to put it sometimes you'll get a contract and you're like oh my god i'm getting paid amazing and other ones it's like they act like they're doing you a huge favor by paying you anything and because you just want to get yourself out there and beef up your resume and be busy and keep your voice in shape and keep your music brain in shape and you never know who will hear you you end up doing things for less than you might otherwise so i think that it's kind of a a double whammy. You've been trained I have to been take trained. less than you're worth. And there's no, yeah. I, I would like to make this very clear. The ratio of talent to pay in opera is truly staggering. Like what you do, and, and I'm not, believe me, if you weren't my wife, I'd be saying this. I was saying this before I ever met you. I was always kind of into opera. My father was into opera and the whole thing. Yeah. What you do is unbelievably difficult, especially your voice type. 
Charlene sings so high that I can't go in the kitchen when she's practicing or I will literally go deaf. It's like a, an octave above where you think she can sing. It's insane. <laughs> it's, so it's so crazy. It sounds like a it sounds like a car like like something wrong with a car like the the uh, compression and the tires. It's, it makes no sense how you can make that sounds sound. Sounds like something people want to pay money for. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It's de deafening, horrible car sound. No, it's it's beautiful. But my point is, is that the, the I've never seen a field where true talent is paid less for the, the level of skill and we, work that we, goes into we've it. We've gone super, super off topic. Yeah, I don't even remember why we're talking we're about We're talking this. about how much financial independence should one want and whether or not prenups. So prenups, I feel like we don't have an, I don't feel like we have an answer for either of these, honestly, because it's just so case by case, like whatever you do, you totally case by case, but an overreaching, just so I can summarize. You the feel, yeah, you feel a little more strongly on is this side. that a marriage should be, I mean, don't get married on a whim. Don't get married, but you, you're 80% sure. Don't get married, but you're 90% sure. Get married, but you're a hundred percent sure. And understand that your money is going to be their money. Yeah. And it's a shared, you're a partnership, right? You're a partnership. Yeah. You are not like, it's not like, oh, I'm keeping track of this and you're keeping track of that. You are one unit for life and your money is in one pool. That being said, I think that if one person is making a lot more than the other one or all the money and the other person's not making any money, there has to be an even distribution of, you know, labor, Effort. whatever you yes. want to call it. And as far as prenups go, I am against them for the sole reason that it conflicts with my overreaching theory <laughs> that if you aren't 100% sure about getting married, you shouldn't get married. Don't get married. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> okay. Next question. Next question. Is from Hi, Shandy. I love how people have really like embraced Shandy. Yes. Speaking of being a unit in marriage, yes. we are now one. Yes, we as are. As gross as that is. <laughs> More green-faced emoji. Yeah, green-faced vomit. Uh, okay, my question is brief. How do I ask my partner to read the book She Comes First without emasculating him? Is that C-U-M? Oh, that shoot. That Don't use my real name if you answer the cue on the pod. Okay, so we'll, we'll bleep out her name. <laughs> It's not even technically a name. It's it's a, th a thing that comes before a it's noun. It's a very common name, but we're still going to bleep it out out of respect. But, um, oh, especially since she says, P.S., I'm her favorite Bachelor contestant of all time. So we will definitely do her the courtesy of bleeping out her name. I don't even know. I'm you, such a you sucker when people say that. Do you know who it is? No, no. I don't know who this person is. Oh, Okay. But it's, I mean, I understand. I'm very sensitive to the whole, like, anonymity thing. I understand why people... Yeah, because like you know there's like uh, there's like i think there's no more than 10 in uh on the east coast <laughs> okay well that's getting bleeped so you can just oh right yeah you're joking her name is <laughs> her name is okay so she comes first which uh i quickly googled this it's, uh, is it c-u-m i just want to be clear is that what it, the point of that is that's not how it's spelled but it is about that it's is it a, main only about that it's about conolingus Oh, it's only I love that I use that word as though I would ever use that word in real life. <laughs> it's about eating out a woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. How dare you? It's so crass. This is a this is a show for for children. Like I think easy. I'm going to shock people with how crass I am on this podcast, and I'm a little 
I think I think mainly in Canada. That's for sure. In Canada, they're like, "Ooh, what's going on over there?" <laughs> so not true. No, no, it's fine. I think Canadians are fine. in many ways cooler, far cooler. You're right. And more I don't want to going. say that. I'm not allowed to say that, but they're yeah, pretty, they're way they're more easygoing about yeah, a lot of. They're things. way more easygoing. Less easy to offend. I'm a big fan of Canada. We don't have to get yeah, into yeah. that. We're yeah. in agreement on that. We so. may or may not. I mean, I'm married one day, but I have some work to do. Okay, so so. Wants to know. How do I ask my partner to read the book without emasculating him? I have a strong opinion about this. Do you want me to start? I mean, obviously, there's so little information. It's a one sentence question. I haven't even formulated my thoughts, so I will let you start. I'm sorry, but if this is something. Oh, my God, that was such a Canadian start. I'm like, I'm sorry. She's sorry. I am sorry. But if this is something that you're even writing, asking other people about, to the, so clearly it's a problem to that point, then who gives a shit if you emasculate him? Yeah. I'm sorry, but he needs to figure that I, out. I hate to say it, and I agree with you, but sort of like the prenup, if you have to buy that book, you probably made a mistake. Wait, what do you mean? Like, who's making the mistake? You, you already made a mistake by marrying or being in a relationship with this person. Oh, that's not Does that mean? Uh, no, because I don't think we have enough information. Like, she could have been faking her orgasms for the last oh. year or something. You know what I mean? Well, that's her fault. And again, I say she Well, I have a this. very strong opinion about faking anything, truly. Charlene always fakes. I don't think you've ever not faked, right? I've never faked Works in my me. entire career. Nor have I. <laughs> as a sexual being that's amazing <laughs> ever what do you do if you just want to like you're like oh god I, this is horrible i want to end this what do you do i almost embrace the awkwardness really yeah what about if it's chafing it's like absolutely out of control terrible it's like well it's i like, would stop it long before it gets to that point oh so you just be like you're like okay, oh yeah i'm not like i gotta take a break or something oh yeah i'm not just like sticking through it until it gets there I just will change the subject or be like, oh, let's do something else. I just don't want to mislead. The, the person shouldn't think that what they're doing is is working if it's not. Like, it's not good for me and it's not good for them. I guess you're right. They're going to take that information and be like, oh, she loved you know that. You're doing, <laughs> go you're, and implement you're, it. You're doing it for the world. I'm you're helping it. the world. <laughs> I'm doing my part. You are. You're doing your bit. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. So otherwise, that guy thinks he's a king, like you said. He thinks he's a king. He thinks he's going to be all puffed up and thinks he's this is some move he has. When I was fake, there's a Sex in the City episode about this, and it's not wrong. Okay. You got you got to you got to train. I really do believe this. In the early stages of any relationship, there is a degree of mutual training, just sort of testing the waters and like not. And I don't just mean physical things like cunnilingus i mean you from finances to sex you are conditioning each other for for each other yeah that's very that was kind of vague but no you know what i mean i tell you i remember when you showed me how it goes it goes in and then you come (laughs) out and you go push it in then you pull it out you go in and out. i remember that that was very Very educational educational. (laughs) so yeah i back to uh our our listeners it's it's so much easier to say her name back to her it is a woman her question yeah i think and maybe this is going to sound extreme but this the partner does not deserve the worry 
that you're putting in if 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 you this is even a, an issue like they clearly haven't been satisfying you let it emasculate him i agree i think it, it is an offense it because is it shows it, it's deeper that don't i don't want to hear they're like oh i don't know it's so complicated down there it's uh, i don't know what to do no 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 Wait. it's because you don't care it's, enough and you don't never tried it's not like I was born and I'm not, you know, I'm not bragging about any prowess. No, you but deserve is, to brag. You, know, you are, you are I mean, the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, is that I wasn't, not when I say I, I mean, anyone who does, knows their way around the, you know, the haunted house, which is your <laughs> vagina. Do, do people but, call it that? It's kind of like that. It's just kind of, you never know what's behind every door and it's always different. And it's crazy. Oh, that, that reminds me a bit of like Mario Brothers where you play the... I can kind of see it being a bit okay, like... Okay, you're making a Mario Brothers to Vagina comparison? Well, just when you say haunted house, there are these haunted houses, you know, these they call them ghost houses. And, you know, the doors are kind of like, this door opens, but then other doors, you think it's a door, but it's not a door. And meanwhile, there's ghosts and oh, like... Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're coming closer and then you think it's coming, but then you look at it oh and it's, God, and it's totally, like, yeah. no... <laughs> That is, you, I take it back. This is a good analogy. It is a very good yeah. analogy. And my video game, uh, Amer- my fellow video game players will appreciate it. Anyone <laughs> will appreciate that. If they, unless but it's no true. Soul. It's like, it's kind of like a bit of a, you know, there's all these so, walls so, yeah. are moving. Yes, it's complicated. But my point is, is that. The, <laughs> well, they, rather, no, no, no. It's not always complicated, but I envy the women for whom it is not. Yeah, no, for some women, that. it's certainly less complicated than others. Yes, and I yeah. can attest to that. Yeah. But um, on average, it's, you know, you got to you got to do some work. It's not just going to be like, you know, rub, rub, rubby dub. And then, you're, you know, you're done. I don't know. Is that a jingle for like it's a, not a, jingle. a bath? <laughs> it's a jingle for a cunnilingus book. So um, uh, anyway, my point is, is that no one is born knowing how to do that. Nobody. Okay. And even the greatest, like the greatest master of all time. Yeah. He was not born knowing how to do it. Maybe he was born with a genetic desire to be more inclined to learn. Like he was really, he was into yeah, it. Yeah, and and a sort of uh, level of interest. Interest, but also it both interest and the perceptiveness, like the ability Ex- yes. to. That's not the word I want. There's a better word for this. Not perceptiveness. Intuitive. Yes, the intuition. intuition. To thank you. I love you. Oh, sweet. What a sweet wife I have. Oh, just, I just, I have a thing for words and I've always loved how, yeah, anyway, you're just the perfect yin to my word yang. But the ability to. (laughs) I'll give give you a yang. (laughs) What? That doesn't even make sense. What does that even mean? Yeah. I had one shot to give it an I give you, I'll give you the blank and I screwed it up. You can do it. Waited. It's our podcast. You can do it whatever you want. You usually give a better one than that. That one. I'm, I'm very good at that. I'll give you yeah. blank. Yeah. But that was not. I think you're one. nervous because there's a mic in front of you. But don't worry. Yeah, it's a little stage. If fright. this podcast succeeds, then you'll have many more opportunities. I'm looking forward to each one. <laughs> I never ever regret an "I'll give you blank." Yeah, statement. you will. You prefer those even over the that's what she said. Yeah, that's, that's what, what she said is like, it's like overdone. But but yeah, I'll give it's you. It's like so basic. <laughs> I've never regretted even no laughs. No people are like, what? I always feel good. I did it. It always feels right. So so anyway, about about this. I think the answer to this is who cares if you amass. I'm, I'm going to learn say how to satisfy a yes. woman. Learn how to satisfy your partner. Learn how to satisfy a woman, period. No, but it, it, it goes both ways. Like, I hope that this caller I mean, whose no, name I'm I shall sorry. not use. Learn how to satisfy a man and or a woman. Well, your partner. 
Learn how to satisfy whoever you're with. Yes, your partner. Whatever they may be. Yes. Yes. Regardless but of gender. More, but just to be fair, it's a little harder to satisfy a woman. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Like, I feel like I kind of know how to, I like, if I had a gun to my head, I could figure that out the other way, you know, but I, I am not going to disagree with you on this. I don't know. Maybe I'll get flack for saying that, but I, I think you're right. But you know, so, so what? Do it. Learn The gay community is going to be up in arms about this. Like, really? you know, nothing about how <laughs> difficult it is about, you know, giving a, blowjobs to, to a man oh yeah i'm sure there's a lot more finesse to it but than but honestly i know let's but be honest it's it's more complicated with a woman in yeah in my experience i would agree with you yeah. but i you know I, maybe it it's case by case anyway learn okay. how to do it yeah there's no excuse who, just figure who it cares out cares if he's emasculated yeah, I, no I have zero sympathy zero for sympathy and this. also for the woman, don't stick, honestly, be like, you got to figure this out or it's over. Can you imagine <laughs> telling someone that? You're just like, learn how to go down on me properly <laughs> or get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> That's probably happened before. Yeah. That'd be pretty badass. Do we want to give this person any advice on how to go about broaching the topic? So I don't know if getting them a book is the right... I actually think it's not the way to do it's it. It's not the right move. That's that's like the un, most it's, unbelievable insult. I think it's a little patronizing. It's an it's a joke. It's yeah. literally a joke. It's the butt of a joke. It's not like you're like, hey, by the way, I got you a gift. Here, <laughs> figure it out. You know, that's not a gift. That's yeah. not a thing that's going to make them like, oh... That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a book to tell me that I was terrible at satisfying a woman and how to do it properly. What she should do is just be like, listen, like in the moment, just like, can I just, can we do something here? Yeah, yeah. Can I just, could, okay. I like it when yeah. you dot, dot, dot. Yeah, can you just do this a little more and a little yeah. more of that and we some said, of that? Can I just say this answer is so like Cosmo magazine. It's really, it's so 1982. It totally Maybe is. even like 1972. But some things don't go out of style and I think there's truth in that. I don't think that'll ever go out of style. Yeah. In the moment with a gentle touch, not in a judgy, uh, accusatory way, just a... You yeah. know, ooh, like I actually, ooh, that that was good. Like I like and maybe, it when and maybe you... even say something like, "This is like, believe me, I don't envy. This is a compli- This is hard. This is a difficult job you got." Can you imagine you said it that way? Yeah, but that so. might kind of ruin the mood. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> okay, are we are we good with that question? I don't know if she'll be, but I feel like. I mean, I don't. I think, feel very strongly about that. I don't think she should give in the book. I think it's a little insulting, as we discussed. I wonder if she means that tongue in cheek, like. I wonder. Read it again. What's the question? My question is brief. How do I ask my partner to read the book? She comes first without emasculating him. No, no. She she wants him to read the book. I mean. I, I don't think that it's a good move to get him that book. But I do think, as we discussed, it's a good move to give him very gentle coachings in the moment. Yes. Yes. And, and, if, and if he has a problem with that, then... Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's a red flag. If he's just like, ah, oh, whatever, just, I don't care. Then you're in, you're in a, you got a bad relationship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's hope that's not the case. Our next question literally came in an hour ago, and it wasn't on my original list, but I really like the question, and I think it might be interesting to people, so we're going to answer it. I don't know how to pronounce her name, though. Q-Yen. Q-Yen? It's Q-U-Y-E-N. It's Q. 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 It's a great name. Like James Bond. 
Yeah. Yeah, Q, obviously. Yeah, that's Q. badass. Okay. Yeah, now that we've told everyone her name, let's call her by the fake name. Q <laughs> has a Q for us. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> Don't give me well, a sympathy well nice. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> um, Strong. Oh, she, she liked our episode one. That's so nice. For anyone wondering, we're recording this two days after episode one came out. So that's why a lot of things are still talking about episode one. By the time this comes out, episode one would be old news. Yeah. However, hopefully we'll be talking about episode one on episode 20. Like, yeah. Remember when ep- we did episode one, the yeah. only good episode we did? <laughs> it was that. amazing. Okay. From your beautiful story, I did have questions or, or wanted further details on how your relationship progressed after the sparks flew upon your first meet. Straight downhill. <laughs> Uh, will you have a part two or an ad- or an addendum episode? Uh, we do plan on having an episode about how you proposed, which, oh, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. actually think is a really good story. It was it was it's not cheesy. It, the 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 element of surprise. No, don't spoil it. Don't, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, just saying it was like a Mission Impossible. <laughs> it wasn't. The, forget about the romantic aspect of it, which you know there was that. I'm difficult to surprise. We'll oh my way. god. <laughs> okay. This is a great question. Wondering what happened to that 10.30 p.m. guaranteed girl Andy was prior interested in. Did your meeting blow her out of the water and he didn't need to follow up with her that next week? Did he already know by brunch the next day that you were it? Sometimes I like to know what goes on inside a guy's mind when they are dating. Do they keep their options open during the beginning dating phase or before DT? What's DTR? GTR. DTR. Down to rock? What is that? <laughs> DTR. I'm Googling it right now. Dating. Define the relationship. Oh. Uh, we should really know that if we're having a relationship podcast. Yeah, we're amateurs. <laughs> we're such amateurs. DTR. 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 Okay, I'll reread that question with that in mind. Sometimes I like to know what goes on inside a guy's mind when they're dating. Do they keep their options open during the beginning dating phases before DTR uh, define the relationship? Before you define the relationship. And if so, were you playing it cool after the first date? I know you mentioned no games, but what I mean by playing it cool is that you had your life and you weren't just waiting until he asked you out again. Or did you guys know pretty fast you wanted to focus only on each other? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I mean, whatever happened to that 10.30 p.m. guaranteed girl? You well, tell us. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you. It was a wild night. No. So I'll tell you exactly what happened. When we were at brunch, I got, I probably still have them on my phone if she had an iPhone. Yeah. I should probably go look at them. I don't remember her name, but she's probably on that day. There was a text from her during brunch. Really? I got a text okay. or two from her. And when you were in the, went to the bathroom or something, I looked at them and it was basically like, hey, I was wondering what your thoughts were on, you know, if you would, if, if you, you know, you, you're free, like, I don't know. She was trying to set something up mm-hmm. and I didn't respond to the text then. But when I read it, I knew when I read it by then we had been through well, like half through brunch. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not happening. Like, I just have to, I, it wasn't that I was like, oh, what am I going to do about this? I, am I going to see her again? Or I, I was just thinking, oh, how am I going to tell her in a nice way that I'm never seeing her? Okay. So I have a question to that. And by the way, oh. I was into that girl. Like, yeah, I, really I know. That's why, that's why this is interesting. Because by the time this episode airs, episode two will have aired where we uh, talked to Caroline mm-hmm. about, you know, that the guy in Chicago and 
you know, he clearly something new and shiny came along or whatever. How did you know? How did you know not not to see if there was something if the grass was greener after meeting me? I was so sure. How do you think it was a combination of your age? You just, you know, I, I ticked off enough boxes. I had been looking for you for the last 10 years. It's true. That's sweet. And I knew I had found you. I knew I had found you like within two hours, but I, I'm not insane. So I gave it another day. But by brunch, like by an hour into brunch, I was done. That but was it. Th- that's very sweet. It's true. But if you think about like how. So you were looking and for by something. By the way, I've never had a good brunch date. Brunch dates have been notorious <laughs> disasters for me. It is true. Actually, we probably should have mentioned this in episode one. Yeah. You later told me you were actually a little hesitant to do I've, the brunch date it was the first i'm telling you i've had a streak of like 10 terrible i don't know it's like i'm a vampire i don't know what's going on but every time i've had a brunch date it, it's bad it ends awkwardly like if it was good the night before it goes downhill but i don't okay for, for the record though i don't think that makes you unique like there's less alcohol at brunch the lighting is a lot more oh, totally no no severe <laughs> there's no question that nighttime is a totally different environment in the daytime mm-hmm. it's way easier it's way more inclined towards romance or intrigue or mystery or whatever yes and and sort of relaxation you're more used to going out and getting drunk at night and like yeah. having a good time and so, things can get sexual far sooner like it's not like you have to spend an entire yeah it's day really with weird someone. to leave a brunch and be like so you want to come over to my place it's like <laughs> the sun's right in your face it's just bizarre yeah so brunch dates had never been good and i was thinking i was so sure that you were it even after just that night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to break my brunch date streak. I'm going to make it happen. I like, this is going to happen. I still felt a little nervous about it. Is it because you didn't want to miss out on the, like you didn't want to miss out on the date with me? You know what it was? It was, it was a combination of things. Remember I discussed Murphy's law about going out that night. Yeah. It was Murphy's law. It's like Murphy's law says that the brunch date's going to work. Because it does, it shouldn't work. It should ruin everything for me. It's funny how, so I make a lot of my life decisions based on my fear of regret. And you make apparently a lot based on Murphy's Law. Yeah, well, I I, I make a lot of decisions based on bizarre neurotic tendencies. But Murphy's Law is one of them. Yeah. So I got those texts from her. And the only thing I thought about with a little bit of a heavy heart, I was like, oh, you know, I mean, of course, I'm not a psycho. I I was like, oh, it's too bad. I'm never going to be able to. So See yeah, but again. what I I understand this person's que- cues question. You could have cues cue cues cue. You could have date. You could have gone on a couple more dates with this girl. Like I you know. would you would have been within your right but to have I, sex with her but, without me knowing. And in every other circumstance up until that point in time, I would have no question. Yeah. I would have, but. I knew that I had found who I wanted to be with. And what I didn't want to do was do the same old habits I had been doing my whole life. I was like, this is pristine. This is sacred. No more dates, no more sex, no more kissing, no more anything, no more flirty texting done until I figure this out. And if this doesn't work out, I'll go back to that. Yeah. But I think this is going to be it. And if this is it, what am I, why am I going and testing the waters? Look, she was great and, and I was attracted to her and I really did want to, 
do stuff with her. <laughs> I mean, I, to <laughs> this day, I still, you just made day, out with I her. Still feel there's like an absence. Like I'm like, I should have. Damn it. Yeah, you you totally could I, have. I, totally, I wouldn't have. I could totally. Have I know, but, but no, I didn't. But I, know. I, I I think it's very. It sweet. wasn't about you. It was about me. Like I knew who I am, and I knew that that could just be a slippery slope. And I was like, you know what? Let's treat you this with the respect it deserves. No more dating to see if it's the right thing. I knew it was the right thing. Yeah. And I knew that dating and having sex with some other girl was going to be probably at best, maybe slightly problematic. So I was like, let's keep it clean. So would you say that you felt more, because st- you had a whole date with this girl, oh, you, yeah. you know, and you made out with her. You did more with her than you did with me the night we met. That's true. I, you probably spent at least as many hours with her. Were you just like, I? it was just clearer you know, like you just, I hate how this is going to sound coming out of my mouth, but you know what I mean? Like you just felt absolute, like all, like the arrows pointed to me and you're like, I'm going to invest in this. Single-minded. Single-minded. Done. I was done. Wouldn't it matter? Like it could have been Angelina Jolie could have been like, hey, I know this is weird, but you know, I, I just saw your picture and I, I kind of want to go home with you. Like no, no strings attached. If Angelina Jolie did that, I would be like, I would probably show you in your right. You do I, that. I, knowing how well I knew you at that point in brunch, I would have showed you that text and be like, listen, I think <laughs> I want to marry you, but I have to have sex with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> and you would have probably been like, that's totally It's fine. like the Friends episode, the Celebrity yeah. Five. You know, you, you can have your five celebrities that are oh, like right. your get out of jail free card. Like if you ever have a chance to have sex with that celebrity. Yeah. And then I think Ross, I actually don't follow friends that well, but I'm pretty sure Ross gets his laminated. Like he gets his list <laughs> and puts awesome. it in his wallet. It's pretty funny. I mean, and, and, and we'll get into this in another episode, but I strongly and you strongly, we both strongly believe that it's absurd to limit your partner for things like that. Like if that ever were to come along yeah. and you guys have a great relationship, which you should if you're married, <laughs> by the way, you should be like, oh, George Clooney wants to have sex with have sex with George Clooney. I feel like all the people you're naming are a little... Ridiculous. Well... It doesn't have to be that crazy. It can be like a B minus or even just a person that you had a crush on for like 20 years who you're just like, listen, no strings attached. I'm married. We're not... This is not going to be a dating thing. What's funny thing. is like, what are the odds of that... Like, even if the person did reach out, the fact that it could even come to a no strings attached scenario. Yeah, like that's the, <laughs> the second text is, by the way, no strings attached. <laughs> and you're like, oh, just checking. So yeah. anyway, the point is, is that I got those texts during brunch. And in any other circumstance prior in my life, I would have been like, you know, save that in my pocket. Wait for her to go to the bathroom. And be like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, let's set up a time. And with her, I was just like, oh, I was bummed because I had to think of an excuse. Because I didn't want to be like. I think I actually did tell her I met someone. I kind of felt bad about saying that because it's, I don't know why, but I felt like that was kind of like, oh, I met someone better than you. So I'm not going to do this. Although it's still like any excuse where you never see her again is not nice and clearly shows that you weren't that interested. So I guess it's six of one hat does another. But I believe I made up an excuse like, you know, oh, I'm going to be away. Like I got a business trip. I don't know. I don't remember. So you made an excuse and then power faded. Yeah, she got the she got the hint pretty quick. And, you know, but I remember I, I, I remember getting those texts and thinking I have to think of a thing to tell her. And I remember weighing, like, should I tell her the truth or should I make some stupid excuse to, like, let her down easy and just kind of, like, let her go about her way and slowly fade out? And I think I chose the latter, yeah. which isn't great. But I know. mean, it's what honestly most people would yeah. do. And if you think of 
I think the only reason that that's slightly shittier is because even though you sort of spare their feelings in the moment, they will spend more time thinking about you than they would if you were just like... Yeah, particularly because I had a pretty good... We we clearly had like a good little connection there. Um, I, I don't recall. I don't, I don't want to um, slander myself. I may have actually told her. So I was, it's like one of those things where you're really excited. And I'm like, I met a new girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't ever see each other again. I met a girl. You know, you're like when I shouted from the mountaintops. I might have actually said that. Oh. I don't remember. It's, it, it's totally irrelevant. The point is, is I never saw her again. And I did get an interest from her during brunch. I don't know if I ever told you that. But she sent me text during the brunch. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm touched. But I do f- think that you would have been within your right to go on a few more dates with her. And, but I, I really admire that about you, that you had that clarity that, and so did I. I'm not pretending I didn't either. Like, we just really had that with each other. And I spent a lifetime, a lifetime not having that. Yeah. And I so think did you I. did too. Yeah. So did I. I mean, I had it for moments. Like I had it, there were times when I had it for like a few weeks or even months, but I never, it was never like that lockdown, like no questions. There was always something in that first two weeks where something even so nuanced. Well, so I mean, that's another question in the two weeks. Were you a little nervous in the next two weeks? Like kind of like, you know, is anything? (laughs) I was so so nervous were you really <laughs> because i was just thinking to myself i was like the shoe's got to drop like this girl can't be this good there's got to be something in the closet and it just never happened and eventually i just gave up on it i was like all right she's not nuts this is totally a thing that's good that's and sweet. by the way this will be a topic for another conversation i mean a podcast whatever <laughs> some other thing we talk about but one of the things that i had never found in anyone else with you was that in the first month of dating anybody, even girls that I was like engaged to, anybody, in the first month there was something that popped up that was annoying, where I was like, I'm annoyed. (laughs) I love this girl and I may want to spend the rest of my life with her, but at this moment, I'm annoyed. You're right. Never happened with you, never annoyed. Not one second was I annoyed. Charlene is the most unannoying person in the world. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're very sweet. I love how you like looked at your camera. Yeah. Um, I don't know if every boyfriend I've ever had would agree with you on that. But how are you annoying? Tell me. I have my quirks. I know I do. But quirks. I think it's all about, you know, the the yin the yin yang thing. You know, things that would annoy other people don't annoy you and things that would annoy other oh, women don't annoy there's no, me. There's yeah. no doubt that, that, that um, we have a particular, pu- particular puzzle piece of a connection mm-hmm. that fits and obviously we don't annoy each other. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, not to give myself too much credit, I'm very easily annoyed, yeah. first of all, very easily. And there's no doubt in my mind based on my experience that regardless if I'm me or some guy from the other side of the earth, they're going to find you less annoying than most girls I've dated. If not the least annoying girl I've ever dated. Mm. Why are you, def- why are you defying well, this? I'm just that saying you're that you're so obviously not annoying. <laughs> just admit it. I think that it really is. It kind of ties back to, this will be for my blog readers, the sort of Panda versus Brown bears thing. Like I am a Panda to you, but I am totally a Brown bear to other people. You're a brown bear to idiots. <laughs> this, this is my husband. Thank you. You're very sweet. Uh, but 
you're right. I kind of wanted to save the annoying topic for another day because I think it's like such a gem and there's so much to talk about there. But you touched on it. And so, you know, I'm willing to go there. If someone annoys you in the first two weeks, that's not a good sign. Oh, it's over. <laughs> Annoyance is the killer. Yes. Because that doesn't get better. Someone doesn't get... The things that annoy you in the first two weeks after two years together don't annoy you less. A hundred percent. They keep getting worse. Yes. It's just like a snowball. But and I'll, And this is not a joke. Hatred is far less damaging to a relationship than annoyance is. <laughs> I've, I could be in a relationship with someone I hate for over a year. And, and sadly, I, I kind of have. But annoyance, <laughs> forget about it. It's not going to work. Can't do it. Big is it because it's more like insidious? Hatred is an emotion. Hatred is like when you like when you love hate or something. Like there's things about them you love, and there's things about them you hate. It's like an emotional. It's like drama. It's like intensity. Yeah. When you're annoyed by someone, you're just like, Ugh. you're just like, <laughs> oh god. You're, I know what you mean because it's not enough to break up over or really like hash out or maybe even have a fight over. It's no. just this little like it's it, like a gnat <laughs> in your ear. Yeah. yeah. It's like someone who touches you wrong. Have you ever been with someone who like, I was yes. once, there was once a girl I dated who used to touch me fast and stroke and hard strokes. It was like, it was like, here, come over here. I want to show you what you did. Oh no. Okay. Just quickly. I already know I'm not going to like Like this. this. This is terrible. This is the worst. Don't ever do this. Watch. Oh wow. That's really tight. It's really tight. So she'd be like this. She'd be like, she'd be like, okay, okay, relax. She'd be like this. She'd be like, How's it going? Oh, no. How was your day? How was your day? Yeah. She was like this. She was like, how was your day? I really missed you. Yeah. Okay. Get out of here. (laughs) That's the worst. That was the worst thing ever. But, but my point is, is that that kind of stuff, it makes your skin crawl. Yes. Things that make your skin crawl or make you, make you get like your temperature rise without emotion. It's like an emotionless temp. It's like, you're like, (laughs) that's bad. That's a killer. And it's also, it's also will kill sex in two seconds is it possible that you could annoy someone could annoy you so much that you just want to fuck them or is that the hatred thing like that's why a relationship can be can sustain on hatred better than it can i mean if someone's i don't think i would ever be like i would want to fuck someone because they were so annoying (laughs) you're like you're so annoying i just want to fuck you like give me that annoying ass get it over back it up no no you no one does that but hate fuck? Absolutely. Yeah. Annoying fuck? I don't know if that's ever been done. And if it's been done, it's because the girl's super hot or the guy is just really horny and lazy eyes. That's not. But anyway, okay. moving on. You are not annoying. <laughs> so you already knew by brunch the next day that I was it. She yeah. used all caps for it. I knew by brunch. You knew sooner than me. But I do think, I think it's important to say this. <sighs> you had sowed plenty of oats. Such a heavy oat. To the point where even though you were interested in this other girl you weren't you didn't have too much FOMO because you had just been there done that like you said absolutely yeah and uh, that that leads to another podcast topic but sow your oats well not for every not everyone needs to sow your oats (laughs) everyone needs to no no I disagree with that not everyone needs to some people I all I'm saying is I I think that's a personality thing I think the majority yes especially I hate to always make it about region, city, but we do talk about that a lot. I, I have a hard time letting anyone ask us a question without saying, how old are you? How old is he? How old are you both? And what city are you in? What kind of a city is it? Because it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. A city like this, most of the men 
do want, whether they know it or not, they want to sow those oats. Mm -hmm. But there are exceptions. We're not saying all. Mm. And so Q's final Q in, you know, it's kind of a paragraph and there's a bunch here, but was I playing it cool after the first date? I will say generally I do or I have played it cool just because I hate how this is going to sound work because it is going to sound like a game, but there are aspects to early stage dating that are games. For example, on a first date, generally, I'm pretty natural faced. I have my hair down. I wear an outfit that's fitted, not showing much skin, but shows the shape of my body. Like I have like a system. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm pandering to men's tastes. It's because I know it's this, I'm... These are my wearers. This is what I'm delivering. I'm going to bring my A-game personality-wise too, but I'm not going to wear a hoodie on a first date just because yeah. it's That's going not who to... you are too. Yeah, and, but also it's not going to serve me to... You know, you talked with uh, Caroline about the chasing thing, about mm -hmm. women being chased. I strongly feel that you can't just expect a guy to chase you from the get-go. You got to show what he's... Why you're worth chasing from every the whole spectrum that's personality sense of humor um your accomplishments and your the banter and the physical aspect i'm i know that women will have an issue with this but it's just the truth men care about what you look like and that's just a fact I'm and sorry. women care about what men look like yes too. they do just, and men care about what men look like yeah women care about what women look like so to answer q's q i would typically play it cool after that first date mm -hmm. because the first date I know I brought it. He's either going to be into it or he's not. And then you, it's not like you sit back completely and you don't make any effort whatsoever. The, I think it, you want to have the right amount of showing interest enough for him to feel like you will reciprocate. If he asks you out again, he's not feeling like he's taking too much of a risk, but you're also not putting in so much effort that he is like, oh, this is too easy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That sounds very gamey, but, you know, early stage dating, that's, there's always, there, there's just little, I think, rules that one should live by. Mm -hmm. To weed out, it's about weeding. It's not about the game with each other. It's more like, let's, you're just funneling yeah. your options. Not a game. It's just a, everything in life has a strategy. Yes. Everything. A game suggests you're trying to get over on somebody. You're trying to win. It's really more of a strategy for life. You're, you, you have to have a framework of how to approach dating. And you, there are certain rules of that strategy that cannot be broken. Period. Yeah. With you, however, sort of... I, I don't like to make it always sound like there are exceptions. But generally, that is my rule of thumb. And it, it works in my experience that works but with you i we covered so much that first night we met yeah we covered everything we covered religion money uh sex sex we talked about everything and it was just so easy and effortless and i just hadn't had that with anyone it was to the point where i was like i don't need to play the cool thing hence why i was like you can take me on a date and because i already knew that you were going to take me on a date it's like it didn't even need to be said. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that is always the case. No. Yeah. We just had a very 
we were in a kind of situation where we were able to talk like that. Well, that's, that. you know, that's one of the issues is like, am I giving, are we giving advice to people for the sort of the mean, like what the average situation yeah. is? Or are we giving advice based on what we found? And I do believe that we got a little lucky. Yes. To be honest. Oh, I like, think that every single I mean, day. We got, we got I've, very Not a lucky. day goes by where I don't look at you and feel lucky. We got, yeah. And I don't want to make it seem like, yeah, just all you have to do is just keep dating and waiting. And eventually you're going to find this perfect match. It's not always going to happen. Yes. But it, <laughs> that being said, you got to play the averages. You can't just assume that every single person you meet is going to be the one within two hours. You're going to know you're going to yeah, marry yeah. them. You have to play the averages. And, and the averages say this is how you should behave. Yes. Which is kind of a little bit of a paradox. Again, you may meet the one but you still have to play a little bit of, you know, a by the rules of yes. dating to kind of get to that point. We just happen to get there really fast. Yeah. But that's just the way we are. We're very frank, obviously open blabbermouths. Yeah. But, but some people are a little more closed off and need a little more time, even if they're sitting in front of their future wife or husband or whatever. Yeah. So, yes, again, you got you to gotta follow certain basic rules, mm -hmm. even if you're sitting across from someone who's obviously the person who is going to be sharing child rearing and or funeral <laughs> services with you. Yeah, and I think actually a, mis a mistake, and then I swear we're going to wrap up this question. A mistake a lot of people make is expecting it to feel like that. Sure. Like I knew the night I met you that I thought you were really attractive, super cool, I, I was into you. But I wasn't like, I'm going to marry this man. No. You were more confident than me because you had more life experience you had dated a lot more. And I don't know, as I think as the female, I was just a little more cautious about that. You sure. know, I was- Well, you should be. Yeah, I was- Also, I'm a degenerate. <laughs> you are a degenerate. Yeah. But yeah, I was c conscious of being played like any woman would be. It was, I didn't want, you know, it was really easy, but part of me had that, you know, my peripheral vision on- Gotta keep it. On being the fool. So, I, I do think I did play it cool somewhat, but not as much as I normally would. And I could tell. I could tell that you were giving me a little less cool than usual. Yeah. I liked you. And I, and I, felt, I felt honored. I felt like I was like, wow, I'm getting this. This is a really nice thing she's giving me. She's giving me not super cool. Yes. So I don't know if that answer was really satisfactory. I, just, I think that there's no people want sort of a hard and fast rule, but I don't really think there are any. There aren't any hard and fast rules, but you have, you have to be smart and you have strategies. To, as you have said. to have a strategy. Yes. And you got to stick to it. Don't yeah. let your emotions get carried away until you find it completely reciprocated by someone you want to spend a lot of time with. Yes. I don't think I showed any more interest in you than you showed me. Yeah, we were even. We, we clearly possibly were very interested. You, possibly you were a little more interested. Possibly. <sighs> Just Fine. because I was a little more like I was conscious. <laughs> 10%. Okay. 10 I was just conscious interested. of being played. Interesting. As I always am. I don't know why you would be conscious of well, like me. I mean, we you. saw, I mean, I think that the, the night you kind of like, I was like, okay, this isn't a joke was when I met your mom on like our second <laughs> date. <laughs> By the way, not a great idea. Usually don't, don't do that at home. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Okay, I think that's it for, I'm not sure what we'll call these episodes. FAQ, one of those was frequently asked. I don't know, we're answering questions that are not caller questions, but generally we do want people to have caller questions. So if you have specific 
scenario detail. based. Yeah, detail. We, we want you to call in. You don't have to use your real name. We don't have to show your face, but we can give such a better answer if yeah. we are able to talk to you and get the like yeah. beef up the scenario. Yeah, all you're going to is general questions. You're just going to get a lot of tangents yeah. about like <laughs> bingo and like I don't know. It's just not it's Yeah. detail. Yes. Detail. So that's it for this episode of Dear Shandy. Thank you guys for tuning in. And yeah, send in those specific scenario questions. Okay. Bye. Dear Shandy.